0: So we're uh, in the midst of a, a series of studies called Bible Revelation of the Ages, and the study was designed to teach uh, about uh, the, the divisions in the word of God, uh, spawning from 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. So there are divisions in the Word of God, and obviously we understand there's the Old Testament the New Testament, and He was not just referring to that. We understand there are 66 books to the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, so there's 66 divisions in different books. We understand that it was written over a period of 1,500 years, so there's division there in, in, on a timeline. And then there were over 40 different authors that God used to inspire, inspire so there's divisions there. But as Paul talked about that, he wanted to make sure that the church, when he he talked to Timothy, he wanted to make sure that the church uh, understood how to understand the Word of God. And that's very important today, and it's one of the problems that we find uh, in churches today. People say, well, I believe this, or I believe that, and I believe this, but they, they don't know why they believe what they believe. They say, well, yeah, I believe you have to be saved by grace through faith, plus or minus nothing. Then you take them over to the book of Matthew and it says, well, what are you going to do with this? It says over here, ye must endure to the end that ye might be saved. What are you going to do with that? Is that a contradiction? Obviously, the answer to that thing is no, the Bible doesn't have any contradiction. So there's a way to explain that. And if you get it in its right time slot, in its right period, if you make that division he wasn't speaking to the church in matthew he was speaking to the nation of israel and was talking about all those people that are going to usher in the millennial reign now nobody would know that off the cuff the casual bible student doesn't know that but the serious student of the word of god should know that you say well why should i have to know that well everybody that's saved today is supposed to have an answer to any reasonable question that's asked them out there in the world and you work you come and you go and somebody might say are you a Christian and you'd say yes and you may have never met that person before they just might out of the clear blue sky uh, see the smile on your face and how kind you are and they want to know are you a Christian and you say yes and then they would say can you tell me how to be a Christian there are saved people out there that cannot tell somebody how to get saved but let me remind you of this. You always have your testimony. If you are saved, you should be able to tell somebody how you got saved. And that ought to be enough to get them interested in what happened there. But really, you should know the Word of God well enough. You surely wouldn't take them over there in the Old Testament and say, well, you got to get a lamb and you got to take it over here and you got to slay it and shed the blood. And... But no, no, that don't fit today. That fit over here somewhere and uh, so we began to explain that I had a very interesting conversation, very intelligent person this week, Um, probably one of those three digit IQ guys, and what am I doing talking to somebody like that? I have no idea. They started the conversation, and it was over the COVID thing, and the vaccine, and all that kind of stuff, and of course, I have some ideas. My ideas spring and sprung from reading the Bible for forty-five years and studying the Word of God. Uh, and I think of some verses that come along, and you know, they wanted to know this and that about what I thought about it. And I said, "Well, uh, this too shall pass." You say what? Well, you, how do you know that? Well, it's going to kill everybody? No, it's it's not going to kill everybody. Amen. Yes, it's real. Yes, I have my mask in my pocket someplace here. Yes, I wear my mask when I go out. I do. And uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to work on this one. The, you ever notice that elastic's too tight? Pulls your ears around that like Look like a taxi, taxi cab going out where the door's open. So I cut mine, put it on again, and fix it up so I could wear it so it fits my horse-like face. You know, it's kind of... Anyway, how would I get on that? But I have a mask. I believe it's a real deal. It's real. I believe China probably sent it to us. Amen. You know, look, it's a depraved country, and I'll get into the lesson in just a moment, but it's okay. Uh, China, you know, a third world country, they want to be a world leader. Now, I'm just throwing this out there. And they get tired of being talked down. They get tired of saying you can't have nukes, and if you got them, you can't use them. And they get tired of uh, Russia and America and uh, Great Britain and countries like that that uh, are ahead of the game. there and ahead of the curve. So all of a sudden, they come up with... uh, some kind of flu and it's nothing new it's a a COVID, is a flu type thing as I did a little research on it I sent some people a video that was sent to me that I did not agree with so I'd only send it to people that I thought could handle it I didn't send it to everybody Jeremiah's grinning my son in Tennessee called me said dad I can't get through about 20 minutes of this but there was a good a lot of good information in it my daughter who is a doctor in Dallas She's a naturopath doctor and also a practitioner now. And she's waiting to take her test. And she looked at that and she, she wrote me a pretty nice letter. Titus, my youngest son, he read it, looked at it, wrote me a nice thing. He said, man, if we believe the Bible, we can't believe but about half of this. I said, that's right. But it's out there and it's here. And the Bible says every nation shall fear. When? In the end time. And it's all about fear. You know what? The news ain't trying to make you feel good. Could I say that today? They want you to fear. They want you to be afraid. Uh, And I'm not sitting over in the corner drooling. If I get this thing, I get it. If I die, and I don't want to die. I don't want you to hear me wrong. I'm not, look, I don't have a death wish here. I'm not as spiritual as Apostle Paul who wanted to step out of this life into the next. But if I should die... I'm saved by grace. Got saved in 1962, and if that Bible's right, and I believe that it is, I'll step out of this life into the next. And if it's COVID nine, nineteen, twenty-five, whichever COVID takes me, or cancer, or pancreatic problems, or I get hit by a truck walking out of the church, you, you follow what I'm saying? I'm going to heaven, hey. Amen. So the child of God has a lot of hope in spite of all the fear the news media tries to feed you. So back to my conversation with this intelligent person, we talked and he thought, man, it's like World War III, they they've give this to the whole world, it's glomatic. And I said, absolutely, man, That's, you're right, you're right, but this too shall pass and we'll move on and, and nations and people will still struggle to get dominance and to get power and to control the world. You say, well, well they're just human beings, three score and 10, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, how long do they think they're going to live and control the world? It's not about the human side of it, it's about the spiritual side of it that's driving that thing that they don't even know. It's the the spirit of antichrist that drives it to control, to be against God and to rise up and be greater than God. And I'm right on this because of Isaiah, I will ascend, I will arise up five times the devil said and made the statement which is recorded in your Bible I'm going to run this thing I'm going to rule this thing now guess what last book in the Bible tells you and the book of Daniel tells you he's not going to get it accomplished but he's deceived he is a deceiver and he's going to be trying so that's kind of what's going on the big picture now I've got a chart going on here and we're uh, In the fourth dispensation of the fourth time period in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation, most everything I tell you in these lessons is just about all laid out in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. Because the rule of first mention plays into focus as we teach the Word of God. And so you find most of these things set forth in the book of Genesis. So the dispensation of promise is the one we're talking about now. It's a very important dispensation of promise because God makes somebody a promise here. And by the way, when God promises you something, it will come to pass with COVID or without COVID. Amen and amen. Because there's something more powerful than the forces of evil that drive the fear in the nations around the world today. Amen. You say, well, you're just saying that, or you, did you, are you parroting something that you've heard uh, on some rock? No. No, that's just from reading the Bible for 45 years and believing what that book says. Amen. <laughs> So here we enter the fourth dispensation of the dispensation of promise. It is chart number five, one, two, three, four, five. And then uh, it deals with uh, the patriarchal or uh, a patriot, uh, uh, somebody that God focuses on. I'll give you a little more on it. The dispensation of promise or the patriarchal age, it's called, Uh, From the call of Abraham to the Egyptian bondage. Now last week we left you at the Tower of Babel and the dispersing of all the nations. And here, if you could join this chart to the back chart, these three fingers of people are the people that came from the Tower of Babel because that's when the languages were diverse. They were separated. God came down and confounded their language is what the Bible says. And so on the chart, I am a little close to this edge. Time I read these bifocals, deal with being old. <laughs> I don't want to roll off this thing, amen? Well, you say, well, I've already messed my knee up a few weeks ago. I'm just now able to walk again a little bit. I don't like being in a wheelchair walking around with a crutch. and look like an old man. Well, that's what you are. Shh. Nobody to know that. Anyway, um, in in the in this age. They shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 31, but that's under Abraham and that's the patriarch we'll talk about today because he's the guy that receives the promise when they split. Now, when I say that, the promise wasn't given to Ham. The promise wasn't given to Japheth. It was given through Shem. And before the Tower of Babel, they get off the ark as the other chart, and we showed you that, and that was human government, man trying to run his own own government, amen? And man always will till the end time, and the true government that comes in will be in the millennial reign when Jesus sets himself up as king of kings and lord of lords, so one day that'll be. But no government on the earth ever, mount a hill of beans, amen? till the Lord gets here amen you say why because human beings are running it and most people that are running now we hope and we wish they were saved amen I can almost guarantee you Putin is not saved say so how do you know that you can't judge somebody else. well he's a guy that denies God I mean that whole country is based on there is no God and they do have a religion over there say what happened could I go back to the days of Cain and Abel Uh, ...back in that chart, the second dispensation... ...when Adam received after the fall... ...what could be done because of sin... ...because Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden... ...Eve partook of the fruit... ...well, around those campfires... ...and in those homes and those families... uh, ...Adam told the story right. He said, God will make a way for you, man... ...we've sinned and you... ...but you need to walk with God... ...you need to kill that lamb... ...you need to do that thing... ...and there's a seed coming... ...and we talked about the promised seed... ...and they told the story right... But over at Cain's campfire a little bit later when Cain killed Abel, he wasn't telling that same story. He said, you can bring anything you want up here. God will take it. That's not true. You say, what happened? Well, as men begin to multiply upon the face of the earth, that's what happened. You got all those hordes and the world was exceedingly wicked in that day. Somebody around the family camp and in the family home wasn't telling the story right. Because hordes of people and hordes of people didn't get righteous and seek the righteousness of God. They seek and sought the wickedness and all the wickedness that they could do. And the Bible says they were exceedingly wicked up, upon the earth. So that's what went wrong. So now, on, and we'll take it on, we'll fast forward down here to this chart. You have literally nations of people that have been told the wrong story around the wrong campfires and the wrong family homes over time, over time, over time. And that thing has evolved, that's an educated term, isn't it, (laughs) into more wickedness. Amen. So they're not doing what God told them to do. But God told this man here, Abram, I'm going to make you a promise, man. I'm going to promise you that a seed is going to come. It's going to be a pure seed, a holy seed, a righteous seed. It's going to be the Son of God, God among men, and he's going to make a way. That's basically what the promise was about. So I want to point this out. Ham didn't get the promise. He's telling the wrong stories at the campfires and family homes and all those people are coming up worshiping. Well, let me tell you what swept the nation at this time during Abraham. What swept the nation was idolatry. You say, what's idolatry? And there's no written law of God yet. There's just the oral law of God. And the very basics, follow me, trust me, seek me, offer the lamb for your sins. They weren't doing this at all. Somebody around that confine said, let's get a chicken. Let's offer a chicken. Say, oh, you don't think so. It's untelling what they said. Then they said, well, let's get a cow. But that ain't what God said. It don't matter what God said. Say, what's behind that? I can assure you the same thing that was behind that serpent in the garden when he said to Eve, Yea, hath God said. And brother, he's been damning souls, not just one at a time, but hordes of people. As draw all those little people back there. You think that didn't take a little time. It's a ripetograph that's a magic marker how many did you use about 145 dollars worth of ink and sheets Ben walmart said what are you doing i said drawing on sheets you know? <laughs> but i had a ball huh say what are you doing Hordes and hordes of people got the wrong story through the descendants of Ham. Hordes and hordes of people got the wrong story through the descendants of Japheth. But Abraham got the right story. Isaac got the right story. Jacob, who is now called Israel, who is God's chosen people. And you got Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. All these people got the right story because it was about the seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, you got to get that thing right. And now these people were God's chosen people and they're called Jews. What does the world hate today? Well, Japheth, that's that Caucasian race, that white race that makes up the north. And when we say north, we mean north of Jerusalem. When we say east, we mean east of Jerusalem. And the king of the east, by the way, is China. Amen. Amen and they're going to be a power source in the last days. So that any wonder he's sending COVID our way or anybody's way or globally, amen. And the king of the north, you say, who's that? That's Russia and that horde. Gomar and all those people, amen. We're in the west or as far east as you can get, and you know, you know the story. But these people here, they didn't get the seed, and they marched against the things of God. They said, there is no God. Around their campfires, they weren't telling the story Adam told his sons. You say, what are they doing? <clears throat> They're doing what is very common today. They're making up stories. We call it fiction. You say, well, by what standard do you know all this? By the Word of God. It, you have to. Man has to have a standard greater than himself. We've heard it taught. We've heard it preached right from this pulpit, Pastor Tom, Pastor Jeremiah. And they'll say, our standard is the Word of God. Not thus saith man in any age or any dispensation, but what the Word of God says. And so we have to go with the Word of God. What was the Word of God over here in the days of Adam and Eve? It was kill a lamb, shed that blood, that innocent blood, and clothe yourselves with that. That's what it was that day. That's how God dealt with man. Say, what happened to that? It got devalued, degenerated. It evolved backwards. Amen? Amen? You know, Darwin had something there on that evolution thing, but he had it backwards, as most people get most things backwards. Man is not getting better. Come on now. He's getting worse. And the only hope for him is the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're clear over here, and we're seeing Abraham, who is the patriarch we're going to talk about in just a moment, he receives the promise of God. And by the way, that's the first covenant spoken of in the Word of God. You can study the Word of God through the covenants. You can study the Word of God through the promises. Those are all divisions. I have chosen dispensations because Paul the Apostle lays out and uses the Word five times in his teachings to the church. So I chose the word dispensation or time periods to understand why the Bible's the way it is. It's a history book that covers many, many hundreds of years if not thousands of years and so if we're going to understand it we'll have to apply the bible rules for understanding the word of God amen so um and and different people I understand articulate different ways say where do they get that they're human beings and you got to watch that thing you want to stay as close to the book as you can say why you'll have that Cain syndrome going on Uh, It ain't like they say up there at that Baptist church. (laughs) All you need to be is baptized. Uh, What? what? Well, yeah, they changed it. That's not what the scripture says. Well, it says it over here in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I know, but that don't fit you. That's to a bunch of Jews who were looking for a kingdom and a church that was beginning under Jewish rule. And and the first church was Jewish. It wasn't going to stay Jewish. That's why Paul was... Saved a little after all the other apostles, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Look, you're apostle born out of due time, and I'm going to send you to the Gentile, and the church is going to end up being a Gentile. It's all foreshadowed over here in the days of Isaac. You say, What? Well, yeah, he married a Gentile bride, Gentile bride. He's a picture of Christ. Amen. <laughs> So many pictures and types in the Word of God. And he didn't marry a Jewish woman. He married a Gentile. Say, what's that a picture of? That's Christ united with the church in the end time. The church is Gentile. We're Gentile today. Now, let me get to the lesson. I've laid enough stuff on you here. You'll be scratching your head for a week. Amen. The patriarchs being the founder and ruler of a family or clan. Patriarch is a good word because in these days... Of the head of a tribe, if you please. And they were called tribes. They were the ones that, that, that called the shots. And so the, the father of the clan holding the place of supreme importance and authority. And in Abraham's day, remember, his father was calling the shots, Tira. Remember that? And I'll tell you a little more about that in a moment. But the ruler of the family, controlling all of the affairs of the children... Uh, even after they were married and had children of their own. The old patriarch's word was the law. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 31, that may be a prime example of this. It says this in uh, Genesis eleven thirty-one, 31, the first verse I'm giving you today to talk about patriarchs and their power is, and Terah, that'd be Abraham's father, Terah, took Abram, his son, and I'm using the term Abraham, and I should be using the term Abram, because Abram was his first name. God didn't change his name until a little later after he gave him the promise and the covenant. But here, Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Cana, and they came into Haran and dwelt there. Now, let me say this. When God, God called Abram out of the air of the Chaldees, he called Abram out. If you want to know how things get changed a little, it's real easy because you're dealing with human nature. Real easy. And they had that strong patriarchal thing going on. and man, a kid, a son especially, just didn't rise up against his father and march out and, and become nomadic and go do something because, he, because God told him to. That's what's going on. And he was supposed to do that. You say, how do you know that for sure? Well, later on in the Bible, because we have the whole completed word of God now, he says, having left father and mother. Amen. That's even in Genesis. But he couldn't do that. And so who's he take with him? He takes his dad with him. He takes Lot with him. He takes all those people with him. Man, if you're going to go, we all got to go. But that's not what God told him to do. So you see how quickly things can get out of perspective if you're not careful. And by the way, there's somebody behind the scenes fanning the flames. Say, who's that? That's the devil. And he wants you to get it wrong. He wants you to change the Word of God. Remember when you read over there about David when he was in the kingdom and uh, he didn't go to war. Remember, there's a time of the year when kings go to war and battle and David didn't go. You say, yeah, I remember. The only thing you can remember about that is he went out and he sinned with Bathsheba. He looked over there and there she was taking a bath on the roof and, man, he just had to have her. But I want you to back up in between when that happened and when he decided not to go. Do you know who was standing back there fanning the flames? And the Bible tells you. He said there was a traveler that spoke to him and that was there. He what was he doing? He was fanning the flames. He says, man, you're the king of Israel, man. God loves you. You're a man after God's own heart. You can do what you want to do, you say. And the Bible calls him the traveler. Say, who is he? I'll tell you who he is. He's the devil himself going to and fro in this earth and he's still doing it today and he's still there to sow discord among the brethren and he's still there to say, thus saith the Lord. God hadn't said that. He's still there. So can you see how quick things can degenerate because the devil is running around crazy like all crazy loose and he doesn't want anything that God says to happen. So Abraham goes out and he doesn't exactly mind God here. And Abraham, or Abram struggles with this throughout his life, but God still uses him, still loves him, and calls him a friend. And Abraham gets it right. Anywhere here, Abram was under divine order to proceed further, but dwelt there. The Bible says he dwelt there because of Terah. Say what? His daddy, his father. His father whose words was to be obeyed. You know, we got some people today that still almost believe that stuff. Amen. You take a mom and a dad, they'll have some kids and they'll get so entwined and wound around those children that when they finally grow up and get through school and and you get them growed and they find somebody and they meet and they marry. And man, dad and mom just can't keep their hands off of that young couple. They're trying to say, what is that thing? I said, well, that's that old school stuff that I don't agree with at all because when a man takes a woman, he leaves father and mother and he becomes the head of his own house he don't need his daddy telling him what to do or his mommy. Right. Amen. Oh, watch out. Look out. I done went the meddling this morning. And then doing Christian counseling, most of my life and for people in the church, I tell mom and dad, why don't you just take your hands off? They're not your little girl anymore. They're not your little boy. You're going to have to let them make mistakes that you made and they're probably just doing what they've seen you do and now you're all upset about it. Amen. Now, that's not in the lesson. I'm sorry. So the patriarch was also the military leader of the clan and I can pass this quickly but you see it in Genesis chapter 14, 14 down through verse 16 when uh, Abraham went out, uh, he, he put his Trained forces together. He had quite a household there, and he went out to help Lot deliver Lot from the kings there and where he was at. Uh, but he was the military leader. He was also the family priest. I mean, what daddy said is what happened. And so that family priest in the patriarchal period uh, was supposed to have the, the knowledge of the things of God and pass them on. Now, not only in Abraham's line, but in, in Japheth's line and in Ham's line. It was supposed to be that way but something began to fall apart up here. Something began to fall apart down there and brother they start going on to disperse and when we get into the next chart they disperse and they finally make up the populace and the And the nations, if you please, the nations of the world. And you need to understand that word nation is going to show up many times. And that's what's going on today. Every nation of the world has been affected by this COVID thing. So we'll see a little more in a minute. But here at the beginning, he was the priest. The regular line of priests had not been chosen. God hadn't set it forth yet. Nor the priesthood hadn't been instituted, so the head of the house, the patriarch, he was the acting priest. The father erected the altar and made the sacrifices and led in worship. If you remember and you study Abraham and look up the word altar, you'll find that when he set out, remember we everybody preaches the message, going back to Bethel. Say, what was in Bethel? The first altar he ever made. And he was responsible for that because he was the priest type in that. Now that's understanding the divisions in the scriptures. He built five altars. Those five altars speak of five things. The grace of God if you please, the mercy of God, and that you can... All, if you'll follow God, God will lead you. And this, this land was idolatrous. They ushered in idols. They ushered in idols. Even Israel began to get intermingled with the other nations which sprung from them and, and these people and these people, and they began to worship idols, and it was the downfall of the nation of Israel. Anytime a country falls to idolatry, you say, what's idolatry? Well... Idolatry is the worshiping of man-made things that have nothing to do with God. But we call it religion. And we get, and I'll have some verses on it in a minute. But here, the result of the fall of the Tower of Babel, as we was on last week, they left off to build the city and after a while began to build the city again. And Babylon, in the in these days, Babylon, that's where he went. He left the area of the Chaldees, and the Chaldees were the original Babylonians, uh, ultimately began the greatest city of the known world or the first world empire was Babylon. And he was called out from that. Now, I know you know your Bible well. So you know in the book of Revelations chapter 18, the book of Revelations chapter 19, and then by the time you get to chapter 20, And you'll know this better if you don't know your Bible well. Babylon's fallen, fallen, fallen. What are they singing about? Revelation chapter 18. So Babylon was the first world empire, was wicked as the devil. God called him out of that thing. And Babylon's going to play, she's the mother of harlots in the book of Revelations, chapter 17, chapter 18, chapter 19. And so she shows up again, and she's worldly. She's of the devil, and she's going to fall. That's not in the lesson either. How would I get on that? Okay. Uh, so next, Nimrod, he comes out of this mess. He's over there. Nimrod, who laid the foundation of the kingdom of Nineveh, one of the oldest cities, and again, it was destroyed later on, Genesis 10, 13 through 14, and Mizram beget, I love these names, Ludum, and I'm not going to give you the definition of all the names, and they all have meanings and that, that are significant to the doctrine of the passage, and Anaman... And, Lehi- and the Napthalums and the Naphtalims and the Pasherims and the Kasulims, out of whom came Philistine and the Captrins. Now, the Philistines or T I M ends up coming from Ham or from Ethiopia. And although this other mess starts Babylon, the first empire, the second empire that shows up on the scene is the Egyptian Empire. You say, well, who, that's where Nimrod went, the great hunter of men. He hunted men to be slaves to build another empire, and that empire is Egypt. I better watch my time. Yeah, I'm getting out of time. So Mizram, Ham's son, settled Egypt, and we have the Egyptian empire. Uh, say, so give me a verse on that. Psalms 105, verse 23. I've said before, well, you know, Egypt is, I've said things like this preaching. Oh, Egypt's just all those Hamites over there kicking up their heels. And people say, what? Why did, what, 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 what? I thought Ham was Ethiopia. No, no, hang on here. Just a minute. The, the people that founded Egypt, that's before there was anybody in Africa. Huh? You say, well, I thought they've always been there. No, I know the school taught you there's a melting pot of all humanity and all that. I, I got all that. But that's not what the Bible says. And so I'm going to stick with the word of God. So when it comes to history, especially anthropology and the pattern of man and and the ages of man, I'm going to stay with the Bible. So the Bible says 105 verse 23, if you want the verse. Israel also came into Egypt. Now that's after he received the promise and after he got the covenant of God that Through his line would come the promised seed. And that's what the covenant was about. It says, uh, Israel also came into Egypt. And that'd be Jacob and his sons. And I've listed them all over there for you. And Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. Amen. (laughs) say, what is that? Well, they went to Egypt to get corn. That's all they did. And that's where this, this age ends. 400 years bondage down here in Exodus. Say, who had them? I'll tell you who had them. Ham had them. And their religion was a mix of the Babylonian religion that they'd been called out of and the new idolatrous situation that Ham finds himself in bound to idols and gods and paganism and killing the wrong sacrifice for sacrifices and they become polytheistic. Everything was a god, poly meaning many. Uh, So they come up with the... Neopolytheism or new multiple gods. <laughs> when God finally writes, Moses lets him write in Exodus and gives you the Ten Commandments. Man, that first one thou shalt have no other gods before thee. And they and that's what God told, because God don't change, He's immutable. That's what He told Adam. But somewhere along the trail, man started believing in many gods. And to become idolatrous. And Abraham, let me say this and I'll quit. In spite of an idolatrous country that he found himself in. Was still able to follow God. Keep God's statutes. Serve God. Never went down into Sodom and Gomorrah like Lot, his nephew did. And stayed right with God. And received the blessing of God. By the way, he never caught COVID. Oops, sorry. I just threw that in there. (laughs) But there's something in there. If you'll follow me and follow my statutes, you'll not have to deal with the plagues and diseases of Egypt. Oh, yeah. See, what are you saying, Phil? I'm saying in the last days, and i got to fast forward them out of time. If we live right, believe this book, keep our nose clean. I'm not saying you won't catch it, but I'm saying if you do catch it, at least you got the guarantee you're going to heaven. Amen? Amen. (laughs) And you die. Amen? (laughs) But in the process of that thing... I don't think you have to live under fear. You're going to understand what's going on. The devil's been trying to wreck this thing from the beginning of time. And so under the patriarchs, he does the same thing. Under the promise, he's still trying to. Now, I've got a whole other page, and I will teach that next week because it's too good to leave out. And I've got some good things, and I told you, I'm going to develop the nations here. I'm going to develop those nations. And I'm going to talk about a nation within a nation. And I'm going to talk about a nation that has been given the promise in the last days you need to hear that you need to hear that and when the rapture happens the nation within a nation is going to depart and then you're really going to have well you're going to have the tribulations what you're going to have and you're going to really have some diseases and some stuff when that stuff comes up out of that bottomless pit uh i got quit all right I didn't mean this be prophecy stuff, but just understanding. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a chance to teach and preach your word. Thank you for the book. Thank you for Pastor and ask you to bless as he preaches in a minute. Bless the singing, the singers. Bless our congregation, our folks. Save that sinner that's closest to hell. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Good morning.